Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alon's Geek Podcast. Um, Jake, what are we talking about today? We are talking about Warhammer Age of Sigmar Skirmish. Cool, the uh, small-scale intro kind of game for Age of Sigmar. Yeah, I definitely didn't ask because I already forgot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, um... On a related note, did you see the article... The I think it was from Adepticon, where they talked a little bit about a bunch of different stuff that's coming, and they talked a little bit more about Warcry. And how it's going to have... Uh, Nine uh, factions that are not chaos. Yeah. Presumably three of each from the other three factions. factions. That's good. But it uh, it also used a lot of the same wording with, uh, as how they describe Kill Team, with like, you can have campaigns and gain experience, and da 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 Oh, good. This is fine. I... This will be actual I'm kill team. To- I'm totally down with, like, let's just import kill team rules into Age of Sigmar. But back to the actual topic, <laughs> Skirmish. So Skirmish is extremely small scale. Uh, it technically uses the same point weight as regular Age of Sigmar. But instead of running, like, 1,500, 2,000 point plus games, <laughs> it's 250 is the standard. Way small. Uh, you do have a minimum, unless you house rule it different for a specific like narrative game mm-hmm. you do have a minimum of three models okay and one of those models has to be a hero which is where at least one faction stormcasts <laughs> winds up eating almost half of their point allotment for one model <laughs> although to be fair uh, even armies like skaven the characters that are you can take that are like easy to take uh still run like 100 points yeah i i, I was thinking about that and i I think the cheapest uh, hero I ever remember seeing in 8th Ed, which is what I'm still more familiar with, was like a goblin boss Yeah. at like something like 50 or 60 points. And so I think if you do a grot big boss on a gigantic spider, he's 100 points. <laughs> if you do git mob, or if you do the... Well, they don't have the loon boss on here. Yes. Yeah. But if you do a grot war boss, it's just a hundred points, and the git mob grots, uh, they don't even have a war boss for git mob grots. So yeah, so yeah, a grot war boss from the moon clan is a hundred points. Mm. So it looks like a hundred is about the standard low end for yeah eighty points for a grot shaman. Yeah, uh, I was thinking they were probably actually all around that same minimum of like eighty ish. Yeah, just because. Even no matter how crappy the garden variety model in the faction is, you want the heroes to be really good. Yeah. Like, and that's one thing that Age of Sigmar, being so much more hero-focused than old-world Warhammer Fantasy, they've done a really good job about making their heroes really heroic. Yes. Regardless of the faction. <laughs> <laughs> and so... That, that, that is one nice thing is, you know, everybody's going to be spending at least 80 to 100 points on one model. I mean. Yeah, it's just uh, 150 points gets you very few other things. For Stormcast. Stormcast, you get, let's see, if you go Liberators, which are the cheapest, like, actual Stormcast Eternals, then you get seven? Yeah, seven. And you have 10 points left over to upgrade someone to a prime or give someone a special weapon. <laughs> well, technically you could do both. Well, yeah. Yeah. But... So you could have like a Liberator Prime and 
a, a, big a liberator with the big hammer or a liberator prime with a big hammer yeah <laughs> which uh as, as the option weapon options things and paying extra points for them goes that's where uh, the sequiturs actually come in a little handy like the newer stuff it seems like for eternals actually they changed the wording for how the special weapons work whereas in like the liberators it's Two out of five can have the yeah. big hammer or the big sword. With sequiturs, two out of five can have the big mace axe thing. And then it specifically says, in addition to that, the, champion the, the prime can have the big weapon. But uh, one of the nice things about the point cost is it uses the general's handbook mm-hmm. for the point costs. or Or the... Related army books, so which, whichever is most recent, that's the point cost you use, which means that they don't have to constantly update skirmishes rules. Yeah, uh, because you know it's just you just use whatever the current points are, and then you just how you determine what the points per model is. You divide the minimum cost of the unit by the minimum number of models. So like. Clan, Skaven clan rats are 120 points for 20 models. 120 divided by 20 is 6. Yeah. So clan rats are 6 points a model. Liberators are 100 points for 5, so 20 points I do. <laughs> but that makes it... It's pretty easy to keep track of and to get into the habit of. Um, and then you upgrade... You spend 5 points, you can upgrade one guy into a champion, which you don't have to do. Yeah. Because for certain units, clan rats, that's not really <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, one extra attack. Yeah, one uh, extra attack on a guy that already did that, that just generally sucks. Yeah. Whereas a Liberator Prime. Mm, <laughs> or Sequitur Prime. Oh, yeah. Since they can either buff their uh, defense or buff their offense. Yeah. I feel like Sequiturs are probably one of the better units that you can use when they first came out most people described them as being uh, liberators but better yeah (laughs) which is why they're a bit more expensive too they're i think they're 25 26 points something like that which on a tangent is kind of how i feel about the space marine infiltrators compared to the space marine intercessors (laughs) is they're almost exactly the same but they have slightly different weapon options but there's so many bonus rules for the infiltrators that they're just better. <laughs> yeah. Though the infiltrators don't have any other options. Technically, the only optional thing is whether you're 10th, or rather, whether your N plus 5 dude is a regular infiltrator or the uh, Helix Adept. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> you're going to take the Helix Adept because. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? You can heal squad members. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But on with skirmish. <laughs> yes. Minimum size of three. Uh, I killed my own train of thought. Yeah, uh, we're, we're good at that. Um, yeah, I think we were finishing up point cost oh, yeah. discussions. We're about the point cost discussion so. and how it's five for the champion and then five for any special equipment options like a musician or a standard bearer mm-hmm. or um, like any special weapons like the. The gorge, the gore chopper, or whatever for yeah. the iron jaw orcs. Yes, the the, the giant freaking <laughs> cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Um. What uh, what size game area does it use? 
it uses or suggest uh, it suggests um it's a really weird size i think that they picked a size like for a map that mat that they were going to be selling but it's played on it's i think it's a 24 by 30 something in that so roughly the same area as kill team yeah yeah, I want to say it's a 24 by 30 inch map, but I can't find where... Oh, here we go. 30 by 40. It's, oh. a, it's a 30 by 40 map. Fairly big, actually. But yeah, so not quite three feet by not quite four feet. <laughs> <laughs> or by just over three feet, rather. Yeah. Hmm. But on the one hand, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't feel... Like, it feels like a big map, but you also take into account that some factions are going to be able to field... Depending a on lot how you put it models. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, like yeah, Stormcasts, you're looking at maybe eight guys. But Skaven can easily drop 25, 25 guys on the board. <laughs> and I think Savage Orcs can reliably drop, like, 15 to 18. That sounds about right. Hmm. So I need to stop playing with pieces it's making you know, background noise <laughs> you know in, in a game like kill team it's really rare for you to have more than like 12 models like you, you can have up to 20 but it's it's unlikely that it's you're actually fairly difficult to get to 20 depending yeah. on your faction and, and usually only one person is going to have that many people on the board the other yeah. guy's not going to have that many whereas it's totally possible to have north of 15 models for both factions hmm. so you do want to have a decent-sized board. Yeah. And then, of course, part of the reason why it's possible to have that many models just in general is the fact that you don't have specific faction uh, yes, rules. Which... Like, like, you, you don't field a Stormcast Eternals group. You don't field a, a Beasts of Chaos group. You field a Chaos group, an Order group, a Death group, or a Destruction group. Yeah, which I really like the idea. That had me looking at the website, going through the different hero models and the uh, cheapest like troops yeah. for a given faction. So like, hmm, Sylvaneth, I could take some uh, some dryads if I wanted to, and which is an odd thought. Just because the tactics pop into my head, because Sylvaneth was the first faction that I got into with uh, Age of Sigmar, and I do eventually plan on returning to them. But uh, you would you would be better off going with the tree remnants. Yes, because the 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 dryads are just uh, like, like the dryad the the tree of it's are just a little bit more expensive, but they can teleport. Yeah, and I'm just like tree elf ghosts <laughs> teleporting across the battlefield to stab things. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some models that seem like they work a lot better than others uh, for this kind of game. Yeah, like things that provide buffs to whole units. Are probably not very good because yeah, um, the uh, things that are very long range shooters that don't have as many uh, as as much in the way of like volume of fire, they're not going to do very well because sooner or later melee comes for you. <laughs> yeah. And that is one of the things uh, you brought up the uh, buffs a whole unit. Every model counts as an independent unit in this version of the game. Yeah. So if you have a guy, like if you have a character that buffs, like he can target a unit and buff that unit, he's only buffing one model. Yeah. As opposed to having a bubble or an aura that buffs everything within six inches. Yeah. That becomes a lot more powerful hmm. now. That changes the way the Griffhounds work somewhat then, because they let one unit shoot. 
Yeah. Which in this case would be one model, so you'd actually, like, boy and his dog every yeah. eternal you had on the table. Then. <laughs> which could make for an interesting, like, narrative-wise. You could have, like, like the, 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 the vanguard... Um, yeah, you could casts with the hand crossbows, and each one has a griff hound, and they're <laughs> and a, and an aether wing. Yeah, <laughs> bird, dog, crossbow. <laughs> it's an adventure. Of course, I would eat up your points really quickly. <laughs> yeah, let's see. The aether wings are sixteen. I think the griff hounds are twenty-five, and I don't know what the those other guys are. are still accurate compared to it's got to be close yeah, it's got to be close if not exactly accurate because your book came out like a week after this one <laughs> but the stormcasts do 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 i love my general's handbook vanguard hunters are ooh, that's a uh, 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 24 points a model for the vanguard hunter and then the is it griffhounds uh, what's 140 divided by 6? So like 20... 23. And then 3 divided by 50 is the Aether Wings. Because it does specifically say that you round down yeah. <laughs> everything. Uh, so yeah, you'd be upwards of 70 points for every trio. So you can only get two of those. Plus and a character. A character. And you could... There's got to be somebody in order who's less than 100 points, but not within... Stormcast. Yes. <laughs> so could get that would be pretty pricey. Now that, now that would be a fun like if you were doing a uh, like one of the narrative type things I talked about was you could have one player play as like a ridiculously overpowered character mm-hmm. like what like like Nagash who mm-hmm. has like a almost a thousand point cost. Yeah. And then have the other faction be you know hunting Nagash. Right. And that would be a fun way to build a narrative crew that are hunting Nagash is having these individual hunters that each have a dog and a bird hunting with them. Yeah. That would be really cool. <laughs> but you're not gonna be able to do that in every game of skirmish. Yeah, and like a regular, like as written 250 points against 250 points. Eh. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not likely to happen at all. I mean depending on what you were playing against, it, it might work out, but I doubt it. <laughs> uh, and then the cool thing that it has is everybody has access to the same leadership traits. Mm-hmm. So you know like there's there's six options that your opponent can have. And everybody has access to the same magic artifacts. And mm-hmm. again, again, it's six options. And that's just so that if you want, you can randomly roll. Right. Mm-hmm. And then each Grand Alliance has a specific rule for its... Yeah, set. like Order gets to re-roll, re-roll leader- shock. Yeah. It's to reroll Battleshock. Uh, Chaos has a chance to attack when they die. Uh, on a Destru- six, they get to pile Des- attack. Destruction has a slightly better chance to attack when they die, but they don't have the range. It, it, it affects a smaller area. It's like, I think, three inches, whereas the Chaos one is six. Yeah. Um, and then Death. Uh, they give a six-up extra save. Ah. So in addition to their armor save, they get a, um, on a six up, they can ignore wounds. And it also works on mortal wounds, so that's... Yeah, because it is, I think it's basically written just as, like, whenever they would die, roll a die, and on, like, a six, they're fine. (laughs) It's within two up on a five, or it's within two inches on a five up, the destruction model can move in an attack, versus within three inches on a six up for a chaos model. Yeah. And then I remember thinking it was basically the same thing. They just made one less likely and one 
a little more oh, likely. That's what it is. The uh, chaos happens when they die. Yeah. So if you kill the model, they ro- you roll a die on a six, they can pile up, pile up an attack. Mm-hmm. Destruction is at the end of the combat phase, you roll a die, and oh, five yeah. up, you can pick one model, and it gets to pile up an attack. Again. Yeah. So destruction is just extra aggressive. Extra fighting, which is also why it's a smaller area. <laughs> and then, although the... Uh, Compared to some of those, the order one sounds really lackluster because it's, oh, I get to reroll a battle shock test. Yeah. But the way that it works in uh, Skirmish is you make one battle shock test at the end of the round, mm-hmm. and it's 1d6 plus the number of models in the army that died. Right. And then if that's lower than your general's leadership, you you fail the battle shock test and you lose the difference. Wait, if it's lower? Sorry, if it's higher. If it's higher. Yeah. <laughs> if it's higher, you lose the... Sorry, wait a minute, that, that's real bad for yeah. uh, Eternals. <laughs> um, but it's for each point by which the total exceeds your general's bravery characteristic, one model of your choice from your warband must flee. Yeah. So that reroll can be really handy, especially after your general dies and the army's leadership resets to five base. Yeah. Which are of what the highest leadership in the army is. That that there with the when your general or commander or whoever the boss model dies, that's why I picked up a knight quester. <laughs> he's a he's a tough because well, and um, I think it's at the beginning of the fight phase. If there's an enemy hero within six inches, they can pile in six inches and attack them. <laughs> and I think against. Enemy like heroes and monsters, they get some kind of a re-roll on like I think it's failed wound rolls. So it's, it it the Night Quester in skirmish is basically hunting the enemy commander. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's unlikely to be more than one hero in your opponent's army because heroes are expensive. Yeah, and if there is, they've probably got exactly three models. Yeah. Because <laughs> your cheapest heroes are around a hundred. But it, it really makes you have to consider. Um, that is one thing that Skirmish does differently than Kill Team. Is Skirmish is, like in Warhammer Age of Sigmar, a I do all of my stuff, and then you do all of mm, your stuff. Alternating turn structure. Uh, with the exception of, of course, the combat phase, where it's, it's my turn, so I get to pick the first attacker, mm. and then you pick a model that attacks. But it uses the same turn structure as standard Age of Sigmar, but you also have a lot fewer models. Oh, uh, yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. Because it lets you buy just... lets you buy just a few that you want. Yeah. And as long as you're all within the same alliance, you can still use them all, which is really nice. Which I doubt we'll get that with Warcry. Yeah. I did like the... Um, in one of the battle reports I was watching for Skirmish... Uh, he was doing the campaign that came out in February, mm-hmm. and his group, he called it the uh, the Last Alliance of Elves. <laughs> and so his is Order, and he's got um, he's got some Ideneth Deepkin, mm-hmm. he's got some Daughters of Cain, he has uh, like a Swordmaster of Hoeth, and a, um, or what was once called a Swordmaster of Hoeth. Yeah, now they're... I think like, they're just called Swordmasters. They're like... Yeah, and their, their sub-faction is like the... Silver Towers. It's, it's something. It's something. They really need to redo elves. generic elves. And then he has the uh, the Tree Revenants from Sylvaneth. Huh. Because they look like elves. Yeah. They don't have the elf keyword, but they look like elves. Hmm. 
Oh, so he's got he's got water elves, fire elves, air elves, and tree elves. Probably not really possible to field a uh, uh, Kurnoth hunter. <laughs> I mean, you could, but they're expensive. <laughs> I mean, Kurnoths are because they're uh, BA. Yeah, they are. Oh my god! Like, I don't even know what their stats look like, but I've seen the models. And, uh, yeah, that's a that's a model that's well, the, uh, all out of chewing gum. The uh, the. Uh, <laughs> If you field them with the bow, they're basically mobile ballistas. Hmm. Much like the uh, Tomb Kings, um, Ushabti guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm, I could give them their melee options, and like they'll just tear through any kind of infantry. Or you could give them their bows and make them one of the weirdest yeah. units in the game. Technically, <laughs> there's 66 points a model. Ooh. Because it's 200 base divided by 3. 200 by 3, yeah. So that'd be 66. 66. Um, they do a uh, D3 damage with each arrow that hits, and I think they can make two shots a turn. Nice. Uh, they do, if you build them with the melee weapons, they're <laughs> D3 or 3, depending on which melee weapon you build them with, the Sickle or the Greatsword. Yeah. Uh, they can stomp at the end of a combat phase and inflict a mort- and potentially inflict a mortal wound. Nice, and like the they, uh, like the old um, like the old tree kin. Yeah, yeah. They they, they 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 fight like a miniature version of the tree lord. Nice. And then the um, they can also grow up a bramble around them, and it limits the amount of movement they can do, but it uh, messes up people charging them. Oh, cool. And so a a typical strategy is if you're doing the shooty ones is you position them, grow the bramble, and then just every turn you refresh the bramble and keep shooting. And so when they finally get close enough to attack you, they have to charge through the brambles. Nice. And I can't remember exactly how it hurts them, but it, it, it either reduces the charge distance or actually damages them if they get close enough. Hmm. Cool. But yeah, Colonel Hunters are scary. <laughs> <laughs> As they should be. So they're basically... The Kurnoth hunters of the old world, which were elves, reincarnated as trees. Yeah, but yeah, they're 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 basically mini tree lords. They they said it's basically something like that about them in Sacrosanct and other stories. There was a story that was from the perspective of it was, I think it alternated from a tree lord to a Lariel. And that's cool. That was a fun story because, like, everything is tree lord perspective for a while. So he's like, oh, this little tiny dryad is like waking him up and telling me, like, hey, there's, you know, chaos warriors coming. Oh. <laughs> They're invading our glade. <laughs> he, Those poor, poor chaos guys. <laughs> uh, they actually get driven out of the glade. The, oh. the chaos guys won, but. Yeah, it does happen from time to time. Uh, yeah, it's. it's, uh, it's it's in the realm of life, and it was a. It was like it's one of the. I think it was supposed to be one of the last uh, fountains that of uh, oh, life know. water that wasn't contaminated by chaos, and they lost it, and so he he basically is like like goes before Elarial after the fight and is like, kill me, <laughs> like <I've, laughs> I failed, <laughs> and and she doesn't. She's like, no, you. You did what I told you to do. And a little bit of context on that one before we get back off topic, or back on topic. (laughs) 
Uh, Before we get uh, off off topic. One of the reasons why he goes to her to ask that, and I haven't read that story, Mm -hmm. but I'm familiar with the Sylvanette's background and everything. Um, Alariel's mood is... While she is not as quite as bipolar as her daughter, she, her mood fluctuates with what season she's yeah. in. And she's currently in her war season. Yeah. But before she was in her war season, she was in her embittered, uh, basically, winter. Yeah. And <laughs> she, like, banished all of her trusted bodyguards at, during that. Like, at the height of that angry, bitter attitude, she basically accused her bodyguards of treachery and banish them yeah and there's a bit when they're having their discussion there is she tells him like no you didn't fail i failed i'm in charge of all of you and i got caught up in my own problems and have neglected my job (laughs) and but still that that fight scene with that tree lord was just gruesome (laughs) because he's a tree lord tearing his way through like chaos raiders. <laughs> yeah, it's, the Sylvaneth are not nice in. <laughs> no, neither nice nor slow like uh, Tolkien. Ends. Ends. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, dry eyes will mess you up. <laughs> yes, but there there was some good commentary in there at the beginning of the story where he's you know he's talking to the dryad who's telling him like we have to get ready for a fight right now. And he's lamenting. He's like, "Ah, if we'd have just had another hundred seasons, we'd ha- they, they wouldn't be able to attack us. Like we would be unassailable if we only had just another hundred seasons." <laughs> Give you a kind of a perspective of yeah. a tree lord, <laughs> tree lord logic. Where that's like that's a small amount of time. <laughs> Which you know we say hundred seasons, and we you know two and a half decades in the time frame of a being that is effectively immortal yes <laughs> but skirmish the uh yeah so uh, is there a turn limit um i think it technically has the standard five or six turn limit because mm, that's always another concern with any game though i don't imagine that a game of skirmish could really go terribly yeah, long it, 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 i i i think the longest time game i've seen online was like 30 minutes but i want to say that most of the most of the scenarios that they have set up is of our fifth battle rounds, but it's rare for a lot of armies to make it to that fifth battle round. Yeah. Casualties stack up pretty quick, regardless of whether you're on either end or anywhere in the middle of the spectrum of you know points to per model. Because, yeah. okay, Stormcast can only field around eight models, but... Those are really tough models, <laughs> and whereas like Skaven can field around twenty. Yeah, but I think it's I think they're so I think easy go, to kill. <laughs> if you go with the cheapest commander and go all clan rats, you can. I think it's twenty five. Yeah, so like they're really cheap, but there's about the same number of wounds to deal to either force. Yeah, but the um, and that is speaking of wounds that does come down to another tactical option when you're equipping your guys is in skirmish it's better to have more attacks that deal one damage than fewer attacks that deal two or multiple three damage points. yeah because most things can't take more than one wound anyway so and since these are separate units you lose any extra damage Normally in Age of Sigmar if I deal 3 damage to your squad of 20 guys that only have one wound each 
I three killed of three them guys. Die. Yeah. But if the unit is only one guy who has one wound and you deal three damage. Yeah. And it seems like this is also where multi-wound models, looking at you, basically all Eternals, yeah. uh, <laughs> become a lot stronger, I would think. since Because, yeah. I mean, Liberators have two, Retributors have three. Yeah. Like, I, think, really tough. I think all the actual Stormcast Eternals have at least two, two. wounds. I can't think of any that only have one. I think you're right. Because that was one of the things when I first got into Age of Sigmar and I was trying to figure out what army I wanted to play. That was one of the things that really stood out to me was I looked at the Stormcast and was like, oh, these guys have like two or three wounds. This is crazy. <laughs> and then I looked at the Chaos side. No, okay, this is just normal. <laughs> because like the Blood Reavers only have one wound each, but the Blood Warriors have two wounds. And Okay, yeah. we're, we're, we're removing from a game where everything has one wound except characters yeah. to a game where a lot of stuff has more than one wound. Which hopefully made ogres a little more fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they, ogres having three wounds in 8th edition where everything else pretty much had one. Was a meat Let grinder. them just <laughs> roll over other armies. <laughs> Which I think is part of the reason why there's been very little... Like, I really want to see more destruction battle tomes come out. Yeah. Because there's not... And, and that's a good thing about Skirmish, is Skirmish does give you a chance to explore the destruction side, which doesn't have as many army books as the other factions. Huh. I didn't realize that. Because I think... Because they have... Um, like, they've recently gotten the Gloomspite Gits. They had Iron Jaws and Bone Splitter Orcs. Mm -hmm. And they had the... Um, the Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah, they they still seem to be kind of trying to figure out how they want to organize their factions now. Yeah. Whereas, uh, like the ogres are still like what used to be ogre kingdoms is split split into, like into things. Uh, it's even more. It's like five something like that. Right, because man eaters are one, and um, gut busters, fire eaters, and uh, yeah, there's several factions. That are one or two models. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. And they just haven't figured out how they want to put the... And that, now, and they might end up getting the same kind of treatment that Skaven did. Because Skaven had something similar where they were split up by the clans. And then when the, when the Skaven book came out, it put all of the Skaven into one book. Hmm. Cool. Which, hopefully, they're going to also do that for the elves. Elves Because the... Especially the high elf stuff is such a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I I was trying to go through my old models and figure out what was what in Age of Sigmar terminology, and some of it just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like um, the Lothurn Seaguard. There's one source for their stat sheet, and it's out of print. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think next episode next time we get a chance to sit down and record assuming we have the time we should try to do an actual skirmish game first and then we can go through like what the mechanics of it were yeah. how, how how it played differently yeah because at this point we're still just speculating yeah a lot on of everything so <laughs> it would be good to actually uh get like a follow-up episode even if it's only part of an episode or something it'd be cool the question is would i come at you with skaven or maggotkin <laughs> <laughs> We'll have to see. <laughs> uh, pretty safe assumption I'll go Stormcast, just because that's what I have not buried underneath a bunch of other stuff. I would also like to use Ogres, but see previous commentary about Ogres being a mess. So, <laughs> And it's, I mean, it, at least for Skirmish, 
they're all destruction, so faction doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Any final thoughts? There's a. I think it's a really good way to get new people into minis gaming if you're trying to start like a Warhammer group. Yeah, because this lets you dabble and be indecisive and buy whatever you want and use it all together. Or if you've got a friend who has a bad habit of collecting random things, you can just put together an army of random things. Yeah. And I still like what I said in the last episode. I think it was the last one uh, about my idea of uh, work, like combining it with a role play, role playing group or groups. I do remember that. That was on the episode that got. Uh, oh, is that the one we lost? Yeah, I think that was the one we lost. Ah, but I really like that idea of, of building a role playing party. <laughs> yes, making a role playing party, or like, say you can't, you know, get the whole group together for a role playing session, like sit down and, or like, maybe only one or two people are available, sit down and play out a couple of games of this to do, like, backstory stuff Yeah, with them and or something. I think this will do it for this episode. I think next time we were going to be talking about uh, Path to Glory, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was a, uh, a thing we talked about doing. So, yeah, maybe, maybe some follow-up on uh, Skirmish, like actual initial impressions, and then... Uh, uh, initial thoughts on Path to Glory or some such thing. Some combination of the two. Or maybe something completely different. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.